Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. We're back. Woohoo! It's been a quick six months. That's right. Um, What's I mean, up, everybody? I mean, it's what, season three. <laughs> What's happened? I mean, not much. Just, you know, Holly won the league. Woohoo! You know, the Portland Second Thorns. Year in a row. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We need to pause there. Because what did I say at the beginning of last season? I don't remember. When all of you poached all of my players from the season before. I don't I said, have... I'm going to beat you again with an entirely new squad. Boom! That's, That's right. Good, good work. And you've got the swag to prove it. That's right. In our league, we buy uh, NWSL swag for the winner uh, from the lovely people at Breaking Tea. <laughs> We're not sponsored, but we just love their stuff because they have some of the best NWSL swag. So Holly won. Great team. Who was your 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 star? Was obviously Sophia Smith. Obviously. And then who are your other yeah. big ones? Uh, Tullus Joyce yes. and Goal. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, that was my... Uh, I think, you know, the year before it was Trinity Rodman flying under the radar and I picked her up for an awesome year. This year it was PTJ, definitely. Yeah, and you had some, and then it helped that you also had like Weaver and Hatch and Lavelle yeah. putting up some numbers. Yep. Um, just I was looking at your squad last year. And then, you know, an occasional Moultrie in there or a Carolyn. That's right. You know, Yasmin uh-huh. Ryan. I mean, you had some good 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 team i'm just looking at like your last week of the year it was uh it's pretty great oh yeah ordonez that That's you right. picked up late yep so that was another one because she got hot second half of the season yeah uh you won um the final standings i was in second genie was in third and jason was in last <laughs> i'm looking at the total points i believe he finished last yes oh no you know what oh egg on my face Genie finished last last year. I've got total oh. points eleven eighty, and he had twelve seventy four. So never mind. It says a tie, but technically with a tie break. So yeah, I forgot. It's been six months. It's been so long. So the audience really cares about our league so much. So welcome back, keepers. We're here. Uh, we finished last year um, a little early. It's probably September, and now we're back to talk a little fantasy. So hopefully, you're starting your own fantasy leagues out there. Uh, we're finally like an official league. Um, you know, before we were, you know, like an eight player league with a, a, a thin bench and now we're finally moving cause we've got the, um, we've got it in place that we are going to be a full squad. So it's going to be a full starting team with defense, midfielders, forwards, and a goalie. Meaning we're starting a full 11 every fantasy Full game. 11 yes. and we're adding interceptions and blocks this year. And if you want to play at home, um, fbref.com is killing it now with their stat keeping for NWSL and their, yes. their real time stat keeping, you know, uh, you know, how Holly and I are just giant fans of the NWSL website, um, <laughs> that they're okay. Always delivers. Yeah. But they just don't, their, the real time stuff is pretty good, but they just didn't have every stat. But now FBref is 
really, really doing well. Which is so, great because it allows us to expand the points that we give to defenders, which means that we don't have to draft only the outside backs anymore and we can draft a center back in defense. Yeah, we can, you know, or you can draft three outside backs if you want. Or you can do that. So, <laughs> um, it's still going to be tough, but that's the way it should be. It's kind of like my years of fantasy football where you'd be like, well you know the players are going to score a lot. That's the way fantasy is. Like, the way fantasy is is assists and goals and clean sheets. So that's the big one for defense is clean sheets. But we got a real uh, stat keeping this year. And if you want, like we said, you can follow us, but hit us up. And we've actually shared with some fans in the past our Excel stat keeping chart. And we are hoping that we can, um, you know, combine with a uh, stat provider this year, hopefully by the end of the year. Next year, hopefully this is actually carried uh by someone so it can the stack keeping cannot be all done by hand even though that's so much fun um, <laughs> only for you dude only for you it's so much fun uh, i enjoy it um so uh, also we're getting rid of the sorry one no no double games so uh you take your player's best game if you have two games in one week so you just take your best game so if you're playing at home do it that way it's fun okay um holly congrats Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. All right, let's get into the news. All right, Holly, this is, uh, we have so much news in the last six, six months, so it's like, let's just focus on some of the bigger stuff recently. So as a lot of the fans know about the uh, Canadian, the women's national team, they've launched a, the protest over equal pay. Um, they said that, you know, you know over a budget cuts last month saying the governing body had cut training camp days, full camp windows, a number of players and staff invited to camps among other issues. There are also, I think some pay issues in there with players not being paid mm-hmm. um, for the 2022 season. Yes. Or year rather. Yes. Yeah. And the sides had agreed recently now to an interim agreement over funding last week, but hours before the players were set to appear at the house of Commons standing committee on Canadian heritage uh, this Thursday, we're recording this on uh, Sunday. Uh, um, Canada Soccer announced its proposal that would see both men and women paid for the same amount for playing a 90-minute match and share equally in competition and prize money. But um, I know the team was kind of pissed that they made this announcement right before the team was going to. So what's going on here? Yeah, so this is shady. And there's a reason that the the Canadian women's team went on record and said they felt disrespected by this announcement. So... They're about to go in front of the House of Commons, right? That's what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is a total PR play, right? Because Canadian Soccer Association comes out and says, hey, equal pay. So A, they're going to look good ahead of this testimony that's probably going to call them out and make them look really bad. And B, they didn't give the players the other things they needed, like funding for training, practice facilities, funding for travel, um, you know, larger teams rosters to be able to come to camp full camp days um home games to practice before the world cup and so you know it's like they're trying to be like hey look over here on one hand i did the thing you i did the really big news thing but then they didn't fix the other quality of life things and they're trying to sneak it through i think by hopefully gathering positive momentum in in the press around the equal pay announcement which good on you for doing the right thing, but shame on you for trying to use it as a PR stunt to not do all the other things that you need to do, like equally fund both teams. I mean, there's a, um, there's a post, let's see if I have it. There was a post from Christine Sinclair that posted the budget 
for 2022 for both teams. And the men's budget was double what the women's budget was. Right. And again, this is a <laughs> this is a team that won the gold medal men's team. They did qualify the, for the World Cup in first time in 2022 years. But, you know, it's just. Um, you know, they they're just not good actors. So to release this thing that says we're going to do equal pay and we're going to do equal prize money sharing for the tournaments, but to have a history of not paying their athletes for 2022 um, threatening to sue them when they went on strike for the she's she believes before the she's believes cup and you know that that ends up being millions of dollars in damages by the way the men's team went on strike in june of 2022 before their world cup and they did not get threatened right nobody threatened to sue what they go on strike for just work conditions yeah i i think that there's a lot of uh gross financial mismanagement and, and like poor it. player support across the board here but it's more egregious for the women, right? Um, you know, they're not getting home games before the World Cup to prep. Uh, they've cut training. They've cut full camps. They've cut players and staff. Um, they didn't do this before the Men's World Cup. So, you know, that doesn't look great on them. And also the president of Canadian soccer, when Christine Sinclair went to uh, speak for the team and and address their, t- the, like, you know, share their... their um, requests and wants he was like uh what is christine sinclair bitching about really yeah so i I think um what i love about this is that i think the united states women fighting this battle and winning have inspired other people because they're looking at our team and saying if they can do it we can do it and good on canada women for being the next ones up but I just, I mean, I'm unimpressed with the Canadian Soccer Association. I think that they've, they've got to come, they've got to come up to scratch. Yeah, I think you explained it well. It's just, they're way behind. And it's weird because of the success of the team lately. Um, but then again, it doesn't surprise me with us. It happened to us too. You know, you win in 15, you know, and then, then the lawsuits get a little heavier and then we had all that pressure on us, the team, that is. And then they went in 19 with everything that was going on with Trump and with the pressure. And with it's like, lawsuit, hey, listen, the, yeah, the lawsuit. lawsuit, that's what I yep. mean. And mm-hmm. so, um, and then they won in the face of all it. And then it's like, you couldn't deny them. Um, and that hopefully not the same case with Canada. Like, oh, you have to win. No, you know, hopefully there's, there's going to be added pressure because of all this. Um, but hopefully like they could just follow. It sounds like this actually now, I don't know how well it's run, but hopefully this will move faster than the United States lawsuits. Like, that was lingering for, like, a decade, it felt like. You know, it's still kind of there. So, mm-hmm. hopefully this will get resolved quicker. Um, so, yeah, I hope so. I, one little piece. I kind of wish wished Christine Sinclair wasn't at the front of this, just all I'm going to say. Because she, I've flipped on her. Yeah. I'm not going to make this whole thing. I'll make that another point in another show. Mm-hmm. But um, I wish some other players were at the forefront. But I get it. She's been there for 20 years. I get why. Mm-hmm. But I'll get into that later. But, and also, she's the best soccer player in Canada of all time. Yeah, and the most goal scored of mm-hmm. any player ever in the world internationally. Yeah. So I get it. So I'll wait. But um, 
I have a feeling that Parliament or what is this? The what was it? What was the words they used? The Commons. I yeah. don't know. House I'm, of Commons. I'm not up with the Canadian politics, but uh, the House. I hopefully they'll see through what what the what they're doing. Um, Canadian Canada soccer, like what they're doing and what they're trying to get. Like it's like they it's like they worked on the project in in elementary school, and you're like, oh, you had one day, like you had a week to do the project, and you did it the night before, and I think they'll see it. Like, you know, yeah. I think they'll I mean, be like, listen, pretty, you just got it it's in. It's not a particularly savvy attempt. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Manipulation, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. And I think you hopefully you'll see the men's team come forward like ours. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, everyone's together. Well, and that's together. the other thing. The announcement by Canadian Soccer to share uh, the prize winning money from FIFA is contingent upon the men accepting. So let's hopefully go Canadian do. national men's team. Yeah. Let's Ho- be allies. Hopefully they will. Um what else is going on? What else do you want to talk about this? Uh, yeah, I want to roll talk, through. We, we got to talk no, about no, this. No, 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 no. I want to roll through a couple things oh, first. Okay. All right. I just got. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end on that one. So, yeah, I mean, we've we've taken a break in the off season, right? I wanted to highlight a couple of good things that happened. Merritt Paulson is in talks to sell the Thorns. Congratulations on doing the right thing. Spirit goes full Audi field. That's great. They don't have to play on a trash field for half of their games anymore. BMO which is the new named sponsor of the stadium where ACFC and LAFC play, made an equal investment in ACFC and LAFC. And and I think this is really cool because uh, the stadium was built for LAFC, our men's team. And so when they sponsor it, like it's sort of like the sponsorship money goes primarily to LAFC, but they also reached out to ACFC and said that they wanted to make an equal contribution to the women's team. And so now they are one of our top sponsors. And I think that was really cool. So good on you, BMO. Uh, Sinead Farrelly returns to the NWSL seven years later as a midfielder for Gotham. Sinead Farrelly was one of the people that broke uh, the story of of her um, inappropriate and very damaging treatment uh, by Paul Riley. So congratulations, Sinead, and welcome back. Um, Alyssa Thompson scores five minutes into her first NWSL game for ACFC. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Megan Rapino named one of Time's Women of the Year. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I needed the chair for that one too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not all uh, doom and gloom. Yeah. I like that you got some positivity in yeah. there. Yeah, I have a not so good one, oh, no. which is the news release that Vlako Anonofsky makes 27% of the UN's, U.S. men's national team's coach's salary. So that doesn't work. It's great that we're paying our players equally, but now we need to pay our coaches equally because we need to continue to attract the best talent in the world for our team. Um, but let's get back to positive. Yeah. Very uh, exciting. Let's do it. Come on, FIFA 23. That's right. We're only days away from the NWSL teams and players being featured in the game, the video game. Yeah. This is great. I can't wait. I've been loving the trash talking uh, amongst the players for their FIFA ratings. And uh, I think it's, I just think it's a great uh, example of continued investment in uh, women's sports because the more this permeates pop culture, the more that means, um, you know, it's it's part of the marketplace. It's part of the culture. And it's it's something that people pay attention to. Can I just say that I will be buying the game now? Uh, I bought the game a couple of years ago, partly because we were locked in our apartments. And <laughs> secondly, because they made, a, they made a jump with the women's national teams a little bit. And so I was excited to play. So I played. But this is huge because I think you're, you're going to have the option for seasons. 
So all Uh-oh. the players on on Twitter have been released, like reacting to their ratings. Of course, Sam Kerr is still ranked number one. They've she's been in the game now, I think, for a couple of seasons because they've had the um, the other league that I'm blanking on right now. Uh, overseas, WSO? That's, is that the league that, that sounds right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but then you know, Alex Morgan ninety. Uh, Wendy Renard is 90, but then if you look at the next NWSL player, Dabinia's in 88, uh, Sophia Smith, 87, Mallory Swanson, 87, Rose Lavelle's in 87. I mean, are we going to start to use video game rankings to, uh, influence our draft picks? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Uh, Rapino 86. Yeah. But like all the way down, press is still in 86. Eh. The one gripe I had was, um, Naomi Gurma being 10th for defense. Yeah. And yeah, clearly whoever you know, made that. I've got love for all the yes. or the national teams games last year. I hope that Abby Dahlkemper bounces back and she's healthy, but she was ranked a few points ahead of Gurma. And I'm just like, man, I don't know if I see that. Um, but hopefully the players rankings. Now that'd be the next step. I know they do this in like Madden and NBA where like players ratings can improve based on performance. And it's like linked to the actual season. We'll see if they do that, but good to see Sauerbrunn still up there as the number one defender as she should be. Right. Um, I'm pumped for this. And so that actually comes out. You realize that comes out the same day as Ted Lasso. What? So that being available. Soccer Wednesday, everybody. Yeah, we'll be uh, out of town, but we'll make uh, a point to watch a little Ted Lasso. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited that's and, back. Uh, I might even uh, play a video game when we get home. Yes, if you can handle it. I know the motion is just a little affecting you. Oh, no, that was, what was the one we were playing? Assass- the I know we were playing Assassin's one, yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, that one makes me car sick. Remember that cat video game at our friend's house? Did <laughs> I get did, sick at that one? You're too? like, I'm a little. Just oh, the, and it's such a Jared thing. I think that, I'm okay with the sports one. It's only going back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of okay, uh, let's do our next thing. All right. <laughs> uh, um, that was an amazing and completely logical transition. Here we go. Okay. Thanks, Megan. Um, this year we are going to do, uh, instead of ranking all of our, like, Hey, this is our fantasy top 20 and we've done mock drafts in the past. We're going to do something a little different this year. We're going to do player tier rankings and we've, we've, uh, constructed them into different categories based on, uh, films with, uh, women in leading roles. So we've got the, a league of their own tier, which is the elite of the elite. Um, we kind of limited for everyone playing at home. We kind of limited to this, like, hey, don't go over four or five, you know. But you could do one. You can go low. Whatever you find necessary. The next is the uh, the old guard. This was for mine. I didn't make a real hard and fast rule, but I kind of got stuck on the whole thing. Like, if you were born in the eighties, you were eligible. <laughs> Like myself. I didn't check ages. I just went for veterans in the league. That's cool. Mine was much more 80s based. And then um, like they had they had a lot left. And it's like they could be maybe some of these players still amazing. But, uh, you know, they got plenty of years left. But like, you know, they, the aging superstar. Um, and then uh, we've got working nine to five. This is the players you can just kind of plug and play kind of blindly every week. You're like, yeah, 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 I feel good. I'm not taking them out of my lineup. You know they're going to be solid and consistent. Yeah. Uh, and then we've also got million dollar babies. This one was a rule of you had to be 22 or younger, uh, but draftable. This is 
you are drafting these players. We do have more rounds this year, so there could be some more players in this, but 22 or younger, million-dollar babies. Holly, I'm going to give you the floor. We're going to start with a league of their own. How many players did you have in a league of their own? I had four. And All I same. Bet we have the exact <laughs> oh, same no. four. Like, I think it's just going to be not interesting because it's so obvious. Okay, who do you have? All right, number one, I have Sophia Smith. Me too. She's second in goal scoring in the league with 15 last year. Um, you know, she's first in shots taken, 84 shots, 54 shots on goal, and she had three assists on top of that. What is I, this face you're you, making? No, did you rank? Did you, I didn't really rank them. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you worried now that you didn't rank no, them? No, no. I'm just putting them. I just threw them in like a bucket. But um, you know what's cool? I would t- and I, I ranked the attackers in, in order. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, by the way, head. have fun with FB ref on this because I'm playing with their player comparison tool. It's phenomenal. Uh, you can just put these players side by right, side. So what do you got stats. for Sophia? Well, I mean, you've said all the obvious things about Sophia Smith, but um, she didn't have a fantasy week last year below 10 points. So she's the only player that didn't have anything below double digits. Nice. Um, half of the her weeks last year, half of her weeks were 20 points or more. Amazing. Which is giant. Uh, is giant. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think this category could be a one one person category. I it really do. Believe, it could. I think she's a one of one kind of player. I, I 100% at least agree in fantasy. Yeah, fantasy terms, she's a one of one. Um, there's some real hot players internationally right there right now, Mallory Swanson. But nobody has more of a proven fantasy track record than Sophia Smith, because the la- you mentioned all the stats, but she has led the league in shots on goal. The last two seasons. She's just a shots on goal fiend. Yeah. And she, this is her only two years in the season. So yeah. she came in. And then and, led the league in shots on goal. Yeah. It's like bang, bang. And like now you're one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And that's not to be understated. Like 341 points in fantasy last year. She had 24.4 per week, which is giant. Um, and I, no one else really matches that. Uh, who else did you have on your list? I had Mal Swanson. Same. Next. Um, she, God, I, I have these glasses that are supposed to allow me to see you <laughs> and see my paper at the same time, but I couldn't read anything, so I took them off, and now I still can't read anything, so that's amazing. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I don't understand glasses. I've never had to wear them before. That's okay. She was fourth in goal scoring last year uh, with 11 goals, second in shots taken. I mean, it was a huge dip down from Sophia Smith because Smith took 84 shots. Mel Swanson took 53. Smith had 54 shots on goal. Mel had 33. Um, but she, and she also tied the league uh, in, in assists in first with six. So That's a huge factor because... Yeah. Uh, and I think that she was like not peaking last year. And I think she's peaking this year. She's in great form right now, uh, internationally. Uh, did you say, so she, so she, she tied third for points last year in our league and it was 21.2 per week. She had 276. You said the stuff about the assists. It's great. She actually was tied for second in goals and assists combined. So she was 17, which is a giant stat. Like Mm -hmm. her getting those assists, like I'm tied for first in assists in the league. Like, that's something to be reckoned with. Like, out of all these players that right, are on my list. Right, and also, like, a monster goal scorer. Yeah. And the thing that people forget about her, especially when it comes to fantasy, 67 corner kicks last year. Mm-hmm. Sophia Smith had 25. Um, and that's the next closest of the four I have on my list that take corners. Yeah. Um, and so anyone who takes cor- that many corners has that many more chances to score. 
Uh, I know she got banged up a little last year. She was on my team. Um, oh, hang on. Our uh, Thai food's here. <laughs> Just buzzing them up. All right. Isn't that fun? A real moment on the podcast? They're going to call me yeah, back. Yeah, now does you the door happen? Or are we going to have work? to interrupt our entire podcast um, to go get the So door. that's that's the, um, you know, another fun stat with her. This is a great one. Shot creating actions per 90 minutes. So shot creating actions are, um, so it's, an, it's a metric, an advanced metric that tracks two offensive attacking actions that directly lead to a shot on goal. So dribbles, shots, even being fouled, you know, passing. Uh, it's really cool stat. Um, even like a clearance or a tackle that leads to a shot. Or if you take a shot that leads to a rebound that leads to another shot. Her stat, she has, this is incredible. It's 5.79 shot creating actions per 90 minutes which is more than Sophia Smith had 5.28. It's the, I think it's the highest I found in the league. Um, unless someone that just played like one game and had a bunch of chances. That's huge. She creates so many chances. She's pretty, uh, you know, diverse in her skills. So who else did you have uh, on your list? I mean, Morgan, Alex Morgan, you know, you know, I'm not a Morgan fan, but I really, you're not, I am not. I just, I, I haven't been, I was like unimpressed two years ago, but last year I think she just, you know, had a monster year and she looks like she's playing at the peak of her game. I mean, she won the, the golden boot last year Big. with 16 goals. Um, she also had, are you sure? I have 15. I have 16. Oh, no, because Sophia Smith had 15. Um, 14, Sophia Smith. Okay, not according to the NWSL website. Oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I'm on FB ref. I'm not trying to, uh, like, hold on a minute. We both could be wrong. Continue. All right. So, uh, while well, Jared's looking that up, um, not only that, but she won the, the golden ball, as she believes, which means she's the MVP of the tournament. Um, she took 49 shots on goal, twenty or 49 shots, 27 of those on goal. And um, oh, shit. I just think she's going to continue to be really strong. She's, you know, San Diego Wave is a really strong team. And I think that that's going to continue to create opportunities for her. Okay. So Alex Morgan won the Golden Boot with 15 goals and two assists in 17 games. That's a San Diego Wave press release. And also, but the, you're right. You are so right that the um, the, web, the website last year says 16. But then if you go to FB Ref, everything's down by a goal. Great. It, so they're off by a goal. Great. Good, good job. Stack keepers at the, at the actual league. Yeah. Congratulations. Good job. Still the Golden Boot leader and still goals and assists. 18. So she's always been that, like you were saying, like heavy. I I think she improved. I don't know. She, she's gotten better uh, over, you know, she's not just looking yeah, over I just the felt, top. Yeah, she's actually exactly. creating more chances. Like I just felt chances. like she was just not a great fantasy pick two years ago because it was just like if someone fed her the ball, she would score. But that was not every game and she wasn't doing anything else. But last year she really, I think, you know upped her game in general and upped her game for fantasy. What gets me is that, you know how many shots on target she had last year? Well, NWSL said 27. 21. Great. <laughs> <laughs> 21, which is an insane efficiency. It's like, oh. So we are, are we officially going with FB ref as, as the source of truth for this? Yeah, game? so okay. I didn't mean to, you know, Got I it. mean, you know, muscle memory. Like I, I look at both, but then they're just not good. I mean, that's, that's not how many goals she scored. Um, 
So where was I? Sorry, I lost my train. Twenty one shots. Great. So you know what's great about her, and yeah. it's it's. I mean, the she re- scored fifteen times with twenty one shots on goal. Yeah, and it's the Rapino stat. It's the Rapino. She's like the new Rapino with penalty kicks, tied for first and penalty kicks made. Like she is it's like oh we, I mean it's guaranteed. It's it's yeah. and they get and they draw them. They it's it's a part of their repertoire. It's like having. Uh, I'm trying to think of a reference here. Like it's like having a pitcher that's uh, good at picking off. Like it's, it's a part of your repertoire where it's, we are going to draw more. We are good. We are going to make a point of being a team that draws fouls because we have these people and they're good at it and they get her the ball. Mm -hmm. And so she had that many (laughs) goals that weren't in just a regular play. Uh, Who's your fourth? Uh, I put Naomi Gurma in here. Oh shit. Okay. And, and she's kind of unproven because we don't have any stats on her for fantasy last year because we didn't really, um, score to support center backs. But if you're a rookie and you win rookie of the year and you also win defender of the year in a league like ours, um, I just really think that, you know, you deserve an honorable mention. Um, well, not an honorable mention. I have her like legit on there. You know, now she starts. She starts for the women's national team. Um, Effie Ref has her at the 88th percentile in clearances and the 86th percentile in tackles. And I just, I think so you think that, it's going to be elite company. Yeah, like, that's an elite fantasy company. Like, do you think she's going to rival? Like, we'll see. Sofia Huerta we'll is see. like the defender. We'll see. Okay. I think I think it could happen. Okay. I'm I'm interested because we don't have any like real numbers because no one had yeah. her last year. I mean, I just think that she's. I, I don't think that. I mean, she's like Sauerbrunn level defender. Okay. So what if we made a bet right now that I don't think she finishes in the top ten of defenders in fantasy points this year? Bet. <laughs> Let's bet. Let's do it. All right. I bet a Wovo dinner. Sounds good. Okay, great. All right. What do you got? Uh, I've got I've got Dabinia. Interesting. I think she's elite. She was second in points last year. Second fantasy points. How is that not elite? 23 per game, 327 points. She was third in the league in goals with 12. She was tied for fifth in assists with four. Goals and assists, she was fourth, 16. Non-penalty goals, tied for first with 11. She was second in shots. She was tied for third in shots on goal. And she was in fourth with passes into the penalty area. 32, which is a giant stat that the other the other forwards, because she's a midfielder, do not have. She's coming off her highest goals in a slash assist season ever, ever. And she's 31. It feels like she has a lot, a lot of mileage, but she, she's been playing in pro league since she was a teenager, but the end of the she came in late. Um, but her, when I look at the comparisons right now, her passing percentage, 73.9%. That's in, in Swanson's is in 60s. Alex Morgan and Sophie Sother in the 50s. Um, Dabinia is just, I think I had to put her in the elite category because she is an, an elite overall player who creates a ton of chances and she's efficient in that way. Her she still her shot creating actions per 90 minutes was still over four. Morgan's is at two and a half. Um, and also, she had double the most tackles won. If you're looking at all players, like she gets involved. I mean, I know she's a midfielder and it's, you know, comparing against forwards, but she had 22 tackles won. Swanson at 11, Morgan eight and Smith five. So Dabinia is the most overall. I think she's definitely the best midfielder, I think, in the league Con- consistently. 
And I think that makes her an elite fantasy player. I mean, she was second in points last year. So here's my question to you. Look if you wanted to say something. No. Okay. Is is my top four, is that the first round in our draft this year? Is that, if if one of those players slips to the second round, is that is that bad? Because I think it is. Like, I think, unless, you know, you have your back-to-back draft and you just do it to be cute. Like, you're, mm-hmm. oh, I'll put, because you get the fourth and fifth pick. But I don't see a reason why those wouldn't be the four picks. I don't either. Oh, okay. So you agree? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, what about the old guard? Should I start with the old guard? Yeah, go for it. All right, I got Megan Rapino with the old guard, obviously. Do you have her in there? Yeah. Okay. I almost wanted to put her in the elite category. She had 212 points last year, which was like ninth, I believe. So she was a top 10 scorer in our league. Right, and but, she she played 15 yeah, games. So that much production in that few games is a really, I mean, yeah. not great if you need her to play every week. Yeah. But when you play her, like she's going to come through. Yeah. Basically, I think she has plenty left in the tank. She's proven that. I don't think she's a 90-minute player anymore, especially during a World Cup year, but she can give you as much as you need in a 60-minute uh, appearance. Yeah. But she got better from 21 to 22. Uh, she scored more goals. She had more assists. Her pass completion percentage was a smidge higher. And overall was just a better player from 21 to 22. She looked more fit. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have nothing bad to say. She's still, uh, if she's not the elite of the elite, she's the next tier down. And so right now she's the old guard. And I think the old guard has got plenty left. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I was looking at the the FVRF scouting report and she's literally like top in everything, you know, 80th percentile plus in non-penalty goals, non-penalty expected goals, expected um, assists, non-penalty goals, expected plus assists expected. She's 90th plus percentile. She's 95th percentile in shots total, 91 in assists 95 in shot creating actions 99 in passes attempted 82 percentile in progressive carries 91 percentile in tackles and interceptions 95th in blocks 91 in aerials one i mean it's just a monster scouting She's clutch yeah i only had two people for this category so i'm on my last one yeah i had megan klingenberg did you have her interesting i thought about it um she was injured a lot last year or off and on, but I'm not giving up on her. I think she's one of the best defenders and she plays for a team that can always get you a clean sheet. And I think she was banged up a little bit last year and she's not a national team player anymore. Um, She's not gearing up for that. So you've got someone that's going to probably not miss any games unless they get banged up. But she, that year before when you had her on your fantasy team, I still think she's got that in her, you know, that being involved with that many assists and and scoring and just tackles if she plays left back yeah because last year she played in the midfield a lot and was significantly less productive because the thorns switched up their field arrangement that's true i'm looking right now at the roster she is listed as a defender on the roster, which Great. is huge because you get more points as a defender for scoring or assisting. So if if in this right, is another, and you get the clean sheet. This is another big change for our league this year. Yeah. You know, it's if you are a defender on the team's website, you're a defender. And if you play at midfield, you're getting defender points until you play five games at midfield, then you get the dual That's a valid point. Byline. That's a valid point. So All right. yeah, I've yeah. got her as 
I think she's still the old guard. And I, when I look at best fantasy defenders, I want her on my team pretty high up there compared yeah. to everyone else. And I think that there's still a lot of other people who think they're the next best, you know, defender. And I, I think she's got another year of being high up there. Who else do you have? I had Dabinia for in this category as the, as old guard. I didn't 31. take it. I didn't take it as people who were old or past their prime. I took no, it I as like league this. We veterans. It differently. I, I like took this. it as league veterans who were really going to produce for you. So I had Rapino and Dabinia. They got a ton of experience. They're world class players. All right, they're veterans. They're seasoned. They know what they're doing. All right, working nine to five. All who right. you got? These are players that are workhorses that you can just kind of put in your roster and forget about it. Set it and forget it. Yeah. Um, I have two. Okay. I have four. All right. Um, I went with Carson Pickett. Oh. Because she was should have done that. first in assist last year. Um, you know, all of her stats and her scouting report are really high. She's 94th percentile in uh, shots and assists. She's, if you look at her... Um, Expected assists, it's 97 percentile. Um, so same with expected goals. Her expected goals plus expected assist stat is 99th percentile. She's 86 in tackles, attacks, um, 88 in progressive passes received. What's it, what does that mean, 88? 88th percentile. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Uh, in progressive passes received, meaning that she's receiving a pass that's being progressed up the field. Um, and she's 97th in shot creating actions. That's huge. I didn't have her in there. Yeah. I love Pickett. Uh, my first player is Jess Fishlock, which you probably have on there. Do you have Fishlock? No, I didn't put Fishlock on there. Okay. It was actually your idea when we were <laughs> coming up with these things. <laughs> um, she was 12 points per game last year, which is, you know, it's not amazing, not bad. She was a little better the year before, but she's one of the most consistent players. I mean, she's been in the league since the beginning of time. Um, and her goals and assists combo last five seasons, nine, three, four, nine, six. So there you go. You got a midfielder that is doing work. Minutes played above 1,700, above 1,500. She had 400 uh, one year when she was hurt, uh, nearly 1,800, uh, and then 1,550. So you get a player that's going to give you, you know, play almost nearly a minute of every game. And her shots on goal have actually slightly decreased the last three seasons, 10, 15, and 18. So you're getting a midfielder that's getting more shots on goal. She plays for a really talented team. Um, she's going to get opportunities. She plays with a lot of talented people. You know, when it's her and Rapino on the field, I'm so happy to watch. You know, her and Lavelle. She's a she's a initiator, and I want her on my team if I can. I don't. I'm not going to get her in the first round or first couple rounds, but if you get to round three or four, I think you've got to start thinking Fishlock. Yeah, and I mean, you know, she was a little bit quieter last year, but she had a monster year in 2021. Yeah, still reliable. She was like what league MVP? I think she was league MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who else you got? Who drafted her in 2021? Oh, me. That's right. Fishlock? Yeah. You're patting Actually, I don't even think I drafted her. I think I, I think that was a mid-season pickup that turned out to it's be a two-year posthumous back padding. My point is <laughs> that I'm good at identifying people when they're hot and picking them up under the radar. That's good. That's, That's right. That's good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's go for your next one. All right. Um the other person I had uh which was my my under the radar um, preseason scouting pickup from last year was PTJ. Uh, I had her too. Yeah, because she is had nine clean sheets last year. That was second in the league. That's a lot. Um, her save percentage, according to FB Ref, is 81.3%. That's the highest in the top 25 of goalies. Um, her 
what is that stat? Goals against average is 0.91 in 23 games, um, which is the lowest of all the starting goalies. And she had 66 saves, which was fourth. Yeah, you don't expect her to have the top couple in saves because that defense in front of her is really good. So, I mean, there's always that balancing act. Yeah. We have that in other fantasy sports where you're like, I kind of want the team to be kind of bad so there there's more chances for saves. You know what I mean? I'll like, take the clean sheet. No, I'll take the, I'll clean, take the clean sheet. sheet. She was eighth yeah. overall in points in the in our league last year. Two hundred twenty one points is eighth. Woo! Like there's like that was a monster I mean, that's draft above, by me. That's above Rapino, I think. Um so you get these if I'm looking at it, uh Rapino two twelve. Yep. So more points than a player like Rapino. Um, more, you know, she's right around that like Lavelle range, which is crazy. I had her too. I guess I'll talk about her now. Yeah, that's that's about all. Like most reliable goalkeeper, and I think it's someone that someone could reach for and draft in the first four rounds of a draft. Uh, who else you got? That was it. I had two. Okay, I had a big one. Is Morgan Weaver? Mm, um, interesting. I really, she is teetering on like. Where that Rapino, she's actually, I think, in that Rapino company, but in my old guard thing, it's she doesn't qualify, but she was fifth in points last year in the league. Fifth in fantasy. Yeah, I do points. love to have her on my team. She had 222 points. She averaged nearly 14 per week, which is really good. Right. Um, that's more than Rose Lavelle. Yeah. So I think more, I think Morgan Weaver is considered a second round pick. Where would, is that a reach? Ooh, I think that is a reach. Because Even though I she think finished that people fifth. are going to go for star power. I think that I think that she's going to go in the third or fourth. Two hundred twenty-two points. I I will gladly take her that early if I can. I think that you're paying too high. Why? She was fifth last year in in points. You know, I don't I don't know if she's going to start every game. I, you almost is Rapino going to start every game? Like I'm not saying she's she scored more than Rapino last year, and she didn't need to start every game. But she is. Yeah, but if she doesn't start every game, then who are you going to put in when she doesn't start? One of my talented bench players. It's going to be great. Her minutes were up, so her starts were up. From 21 to 22, she had six more goals in 2022 than she did in 2021. Uh, her seven goals was eighth in the league. Um, I think she, this is a question. Is she the best non-national team player in fantasy? Is she more valuable than Tullis Joyce on your team? No. Okay, if she's not, is she the most valuable non-goalie that doesn't play for a national team? <laughs> like, I think, she, I think I really think she is. Ooh. I don't think anyone even comes close. Let me see. Like, I'm just looking at it. Let me see. Now I'm trying to look. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at, I, I looked at all the players, and anyone that plays that much offense, um, it's that involved in scoring and scoring chances, there's uh -huh. just nobody that's not on a national team. And you she's not be right. She's not going to be on the national team because she's a forward and we know how that goes. Yeah. So she's going to play. She's not holding anything back. She's young, super young still. So um, I'll yeah. gladly take her. Uh, so that's a good call. That's a good call. You might be right. Uh, my last player was Sofia Huerta. Um, 208 points on the defensive side. Wow. I mean, it's the by far most active defender um, you can set her lineup all year and just be done. She was fifth in the in assists last year. And for a defender, that's a giant bonus. So, uh, you know, some people like to say like, well, Jared, why would you get Weaver over Huerta? Because it's, it's hard to get defensive points. And I get that. And um, I, th that's actually a good question. Like, who, who would you rather have if you had to draft one or the other? And it depends what you have before. But let's say you already have a high-scoring forward. Do you get someone like Huerta over Morgan Weaver? 
you know, in the draft, like let's say you already have Smith or Swanson or Morgan, do you say, oh, I'll get Huerta and get my defense right now and set yes, that? Or do you want two you lethal forwards? I think, well. <sighs> I know. It's tough. Tough questions. I mean, I'm going to argue for it. And you can argue against me if you want. But I think you do because we have to play three defenders, right? Yes. In our league. So you're going to need like a star at that position and then some workhorses. That's true. Right? And so if you don't have a star, and, and I don't think our league is deep enough even with the way we're changing the points to have like, you know, enough people minus the stars for you to draft that are going to score you in double digits every week, which is what you need. So I think that the, the, the attackers is deep enough for you to like pull some of those mid-level people in fantasy off and they can be consistent for you if you've got a star. But yeah. I, to your point though, you might want to take two elite level attackers first. I guess what I'm kind of hoping for is that maybe my first three picks could just be like Smith, uh, Weaver, Huerta. Like if I could get that, <laughs> right? That's possible. Yeah. So that would be a giant way to go. Yeah. Uh, million Dollar Babies. Uh, Ooh, I love this category. I had a lot of fun with this. This is me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I've got Trinity Rodman. Um, I think even with a down year, like she finished, she still finished in the top 10 in points scored in fantasy. Um, her goals, assists, and passing percentage, though, were all down from 2021. Like, she exploded onto the scene. Uh, Washington was a much better team, a championship team, and then they just fell flat last year. Um, her shot-creating actions per 90 minutes were down as well. But I honestly, I just think she's too talented of a player to be left off this list. She's only 20. And when I think of, like, the best youthful players in the league, she's the face. She's the face of it. She's a national team mainstay. And I think she'll get back. I don't know if she's going to have the exact number she did in 2021, but I think the team is going to be a little better than they were last year. I mean, they were horrible last year. Uh, I, I, you know, I know they got rid of like Sonnet, you know, and of course O'Hara, but she hasn't, she wasn't playing much anyway. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do to really help out this team score. Yeah. Uh, but she's just a year more experienced. So I'm banking on her to have a little, little bounce back. Yeah. I didn't have her. Okay. Because I was underwhelmed last year, and uh, I'm not sure like how much she's going to produce this year. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just hopeful. Yeah. Who do you have? Um. Well, I started with I, I have Deanna Ordonez. Yeah. Same. Right. Because um, I can't read any of my Houston Dash Ordonez now. Right. And I think that that's going to be a great place for her to like be in the starting lineup all year and really produce all year. Did you see the new kits, by the way? There's been some new stuff flying out there. No, I haven't. Houston's got orange tops Good. like usual and black uh, shorts, yeah. which is, no, it's great. The yeah, little so contrast. Halloween. A lot of teams are doing the black shorts yeah. this year. I like that. Okay. Anyway. Holly's not a fan. She's um, <laughs> fourth, she was fourth in goals of the league. Yeah, with that's giant. And rookie of the year? Is that, is that what you said? No, Germa was rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's, you know, she's a, she's a Mexican national team player. She's in the 85th percentile for successful take-ons. You know, so taking the ball away from people and for also for pass completions. I just think that she's just going to shine in Houston. I I can't believe the courage. Just, I don't understand what they're doing. We'll talk about that later. Getting rid of her and Dabinia. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But I had Odonia's as well. I, what I really like in fantasy is the whole non-penalty goals. She was tied for third. So she was tied for fourth in goals, but then tied for third in non-penalty goals with 10 of their 11 yeah. Came. And she didn't even get a ton of playing time in the first half of the season. No. So all this production was really 
in limited minutes. Yeah, and ninth in shots. Yeah. So, uh, what is all these sounds happening? You really, <laughs> what do you keep looking at? I don't know. Our, our house is making house sounds. Um, who else do you have? Is that it for your list? Go for it. No, I have a, I have a ton. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. I kind of want to take this one. I may, I'll let you take the other one. I'm thinking she's on your list. I'm taking Olivia Moultrie. And she's sneaking onto my list because her minutes played from 2021 to 2022 nearly tripled. Her passes completed more than tripled. Her goals went from zero to three. Her assists went from one to four. So she was fifth in the league in assists. And so she's top 10 in assists. She's top 10 in assists per 90. Top 10 in goals and assists per 90. Top 10 in non-penalty goals and assists per 90. She's top 10 in plus minus. And she's top 10 in plus minus per 90. So her plus, when she's on the field, her team scores goals. Yeah. And that's proven. Now, her, I know that the minutes still aren't there, but she tripled her minutes almost. Mm-hmm. So she's almost near that 1,000-minute mark. So the players that play all year and don't miss a single second play 1980. She was in that like 800 range. So she's getting almost half a game. So she's playing almost, you know, 45 minutes a game, which is really good to see. And I think this year she blows up again. Like she's not going to triple her time. She's going to get, I think, over a thousand minutes. I think she's going to score. I think she's going to score five goals. I think her assists are going to stay around the same thing when she she had four. That's a really good number. And so I think, and she's playing on Portland. So it's all these opportunities right. to play well with all these players. Like right next to Smith and Weaver uh, and Sinclair. Um, count me in with Olivia Moultrie de- uh, taking a huge jump. I think she's draftable somewhere in the mid-rounds. I had her as an honorable mention. I like You're that. saying that she gets half a game. It's not that she was consistent, though. She only played in 15 games. But her stats are insane. Because yeah. in 15 games, she scored three goals off 17 shots. Yeah. And had four assists. Yeah. So. She's really efficient. I think the yeah. efficiency could really stay. Well, who do you have then? Who else do you have? Um, well, I have some, uh, I have Ebony Salmon. Is she actually. that young? Yeah, she's 22. Huh. Yeah. I like Ebony Salmon a lot. Yeah. Where's I mean, she she's playing now? Houston. Houston. So she's got, That's right. you know, she's got Maria oh gosh, Sanchez, Ordonez. she's got Ordonez and Ebony uh, Salmon up top. Daly like, didn't leave. That's going to be a productive <laughs> team. Yeah. Um, you know, she was 92nd percentile in, in progressive carry. So she's moving the ball up the field, but like she was seventh in goals. Um, and she, she didn't play all season. You know, she, she played in 18 games and scored nine goals. So I just, I think, I I think that part of that was because, well, she was traded halfway through the season. Right. So then she, she wasn't getting any production at Louisville and she was great with, um, the coach of Houston, but he's not at Houston anymore. He's at Gotham. Gotham yeah. So uh, we'll see. But I think that I think that she's raftable. That's a good pick. I like Ebony Salmon. I remember it was a couple a couple years ago, and or was it last year? I picked her up. I don't know. There was one year where I really she really really helped me win some weeks because mm-hmm. um, she blew up. I think she might have had like a hat trick in one game, or at least a brace, a few braces. Yeah. Um. Uh. I've got one last one. Go. I've got Alyssa Thompson. Yeah. You got her too? Yeah. All right. Angel yep. City, baby. That's right. <laughs> okay. Angel City, it's hard to find out what people are getting paid and allocation money. Also. But looking at it, Angel City effectively played, paid 650K to get her. That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. It's 650K plus because they also gave away picks. Well, she's already scored in the first five minutes of their friendly. Great. Um, right. 
And let's just let's, uh, let's get ready for this. I think this might be the best number one pick track record in the history of any professional sport. Any. Yeah. You want to hear these number one picks? Yeah. Crystal Dunn, Emily Sonnet, Rose Lavelle, Andy Sullivan, Tierna Davidson, Sophia Smith, Emily Fox, Naomi Gurma. Those were all number one picks. Yeah. So if you're going to pay 650K for someone, it's her. Yeah. And I can't wait to see her play live, especially when we're there in a few weeks. Woohoo! And I think she's going to have a great year. I think she's draftable. Is that crazy? No, I think that she's, there's two people on my radar that are the unproven draftable people, and she is one of them. I mean, we don't have any fantasy stats on her, but in the under 20, she had three goals in the CONCACAF tournament when the U.S. came home with gold. She had one goal in three games at the World Cup uh, for the under 20 this year. Um, She's been called up to the national team already. She's got two caps for them. I think she's going to yeah. start every game for ACFC. Really? I do. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't yeah. know about, I don't because know. Because LaRue and Press are still uncertain. Yeah, it's true. Like, we know LaRue's still injured because yeah. her son <laughs> just yeah. blew that up That's on social funny. media. <laughs> I think so. Kristen Press is like, there's no good information, right? She was training. I don't think Press is going to. Is she coming back? I think uh, Press is going to play half a season. Yeah, if I think lucky. so too. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. So I think she's going to start every game. That's all I had. All right. I got, I got. One more, and then I have one more honorable mention. Okay, I love it. I think the other person is the number two pick in the draft. It's your Michelle Cooper, uh, who came out of Duke. You scared me. I thought you meant the number two pick in fantasy. I was like, wait a minute. No, the number two pick of the draft. Um, In the under-20 national team, she won the golden boot. She had eight uh, goals. She also won the golden ball for being the MVP, and she was named to the the best 11 of the CONCACAF tournament. Kansas City picked her up second overall. I think they have a lot of momentum on that team. I don't know if she's going to start. I don't know how many minutes she's going to get. Um, But she did also win the Herman Trophy for being the best female player in 2022. I don't know if she's going to even start. I don't know either, but... Draftable? Yeah. See, this is the thing. We don't have the challenge cut this year for preseason, so we can't see how the rosters are shaping up. I know. Um, I would draft her late or I would keep her on my radar after she plays a couple games to see if you pick like if you pick her up if she's getting a lot of minutes. She's gonna get drafted because we're a deeper league this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's full yeah. full team with a five person bench. Yeah. Um, there we go. Okay. No that's that's, and, that's what I got. Okay. That's great. I love that list. Hopefully everyone played along at home. It's fun. Um we're gonna jump in. We've got our best and worst of the off season. We wanna it's you know, there's a lot this year with, you know, allocation money going up to 600K and now player salaries. I think it's almost 1.4 mil per team. It's like 1.375. There were a lot, there's some big trades. So Holly and I did, I did the, who I think had the best off season. Holly said who, you know, who she thought had the worst off season. Do you want to start who you think had the worst off season? Should we go bad news first? Good news later. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'm going to go with the courage. What the hell? Yeah, not, yeah, what the hell courage? Not a surprise. I mean, you lost to be at a free agency. It, you, this has been a powerhouse legacy team forever. And it's like, when you're a powerhouse legacy team, the way that you like make offseason moves, draft trade, you continue to be a powerhouse team. Like if you're the Yankees, you stay the Yankees all the way along. You just continue to bring in superstars. You continue to poach from other people. You continue to they train top talents. I'm on a roll here, <laughs> Mr. Interrupter. That's just rude. Because what the courage did is instead of 
like continuing their dominance, they decided that they were going to dump all their players and then restart. So they're going to be in a quote unquote rebuilding year this year. They lost Bini to free agency. They lost Ordonez because she requested a trade. That's why she got traded. Um, I don't know. I guess they're looking for Olivia Wingate or Haley Hopkins as their draft picks maybe to shore up the front. Um, they traded Ursic and Pickett for Fox, so That's... they lost two national team defenders and they got one. I don't know how that math works out. Um, they traded Matthias for Lucy. Eh, it's probably like an even trade. Um, they're, they, you know, they're, I, I don't know who's going to replace Ursic. They've drafted some defenders, um, in their pick, but the, the other thing, the other reason why I think they had the worst off season is because they did it poorly. Right, like Ursig and Pickett found out in real time that they were being traded. Carson Pickett. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like all oh, I mean these players. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, like why? Uh, like flabbergasted. You're trading Carson Pickett to get Fox. Like I feel like it's an equal trade off, and then you also gave up Ursig for it. Uh, I think they want people were requesting out of there. Yeah, but Ursig and, and Pickett after Ursig weren't, went they, on social media. Owners in in North Carolina. Well, hold they on. bought a house. They did not request a trade. They found out in real time that they were being traded. And especially if you're like a national team player, like either one of them are, or if you're like a veteran of that squad and the captain, like Ursig is, like the front office owes you a heads up conversation before they trade you. Well that is poor. Here we go. That is very bad. This is why this is why Ursa left because when the trade happened, she <laughs> retweeted it with and also said, Yup, it's official. We still suck at trades in twenty twenty three. Well, she was not wrong. Now, she's not wrong. But when you call out ownership publicly, it's probably not gonna end well. Um, I think she's right and I think it's okay. But when you do that publicly and like actually put the picture of the trade and say we suck at trades, it's like, oh, this is she's probably that's saying gone. That that's saying that that other people are responsible for your actions, right? Like well, when you're when you're if ownership, ownership trades her but doesn't give her a conversation first, like they have to own that. It's not anything yeah. about what she did that makes her not deserve courtesy. No, that's like, true. That's just this happens bullshit. a lot now where pl like, players like I found out on Twitter, it happens in every league. Yeah. Every single league. I found out through this, through that on ESPN, yeah. that's on poor. TV. That's poor. So that's why the courage gets my worst off season award for the 2022, 2023 off season. I think you're right. I th you know, it's really sad because they're like, they are the most, they're the most successful franchise in this league. Um, it's kind of like the Cubs or something hundred some years ago where it's like, oh, you want some championship, but it's like, but you didn't upgrade your, you didn't upgrade your facilities. Wrigley field turned into a dump and it wasn't beloved yet. And that's what's happening. The stadium looks like shit on TV. Uh, the facilities aren't nearly as good as places like, I mean, nothing's as good as what Kansas city's is turning out to be and, and all that stuff, but it's noticeable and it's not good when, um, now you're the who I think is one of the four elite players in the league leaves in Dabinia. Mm -hmm. and then you mentioned the and then you mentioned the other players that left. Um, so it's just it's gross. And um, but you know what? They made that run last year. I know a lot of it was because of these great players, Dabinia and Ordonez, and they finish high. They always seem somehow to rally. So let's see. They've lost a lot of people in the last three years, you know, like Mewis and all this, like all these stars and Dunn. So uh, they've lost a lot of people and always kept at it. So let's see. 
Uh, I think the best offseason was uh, Kansas City Current. Um, they signed or re-signed uh, CC Kaiser, two-year deal. Morgan Gutra from a midfielder from Chicago. Also, Vanessa DiBernardo from Chicago, another midfielder. Two pretty damn good midfielders. They're adding to the mix. Haley Mace was re-signed. Desiree Scott, uh, maybe a former Canadian national team player. She's maybe going to be on the team this year, but she's another midfielder. Got re-signed. Um, I think people are missing re-signing CC Kaiser. Like she was tied for eighth in goals in the league last year. Like she was really good, good fantasy player. And then Vanessa DiBernardo, I think is a, maybe a top ten midfielder in the league. She had she was uh, um, third place. Third place in passes into the final third with 101. That's a giant stat. Progressive passes, she was second in the league. Interesting. Through balls, she was tied for fifth. Tackles, she was third. Tackles one, she was tied for fourth. And interceptions, she was seventh. She's top 10 or top five in all these categories are giant for midfielders. She plays a ton of minutes, and she creates she creates chances for teams. Um, and then the big signing was, well, well they got uh, Hannah Glass and Mimi Larson that are Swedish national team players. Like, hello. Like, <laughs> Now and then we're adding Dabinia. Yeah. Right. And we've already we already said everything about Dabinia. Right. Um this is going to be a monster team. They traded Elise Bennett. Uh, Elise Bennett was a forward, was a former I think number number 2 overall pick. She was a first round pick uh, a few years ago. And they traded Bennett um to Ola Rain uh along um with a second round pick for 2023 for 150k. But then they also traded Lynn Williams, which was big. Lynn Williams only played in the Challenge Cup for them. Um, initially they gave up 200 K Caitlin Rowland, a first round pick to get Williams a lot. And they got Williams in a second and a fourth, that kind of stuff. But she never saw the field. So I thought they were finally going to be like, Hey, look, we made the, we made the championship game and we've got Lynn Williams healthy. That would have been enough to get me excited about like, we've got enough. Yeah. But I actually think getting to like, I think Dabinia is a little bit better overall player than Lynn Williams. She does, you know, I, I got her as one of my four elite, you know, a league of their own players. Lynn Williams is kind of that next tier down. She's coming off injury. Um, she's actually younger than Dabinia. But um, I think that was really smart to trade. What they got was you're going to trade a former number one overall or a first round pick in Elise Bennett, who's a forward. And you're going to get rid of Williams and get all this cash back and then use some of that cash to get to Binia. Right. And now you've got a, a, a the best midfield in the sport. And then you've got a front line who all is played together. And I kind of like that because I, yeah, when it, and when we're it, successful yeah. last year. Yeah. With right? Hamilton and yeah, Kaiser, Kaiser and Labonta. And yeah. so like, um, they can score goals and now you're putting out all these other national team players too, like Mimi Larson, like, Oh, by the way, I'm a forward who can score. Yeah. Um, and then they drafted Michelle Cooper, like you said. And um, the reason they got that second overall pick was because they traded, um, because of that, um, sorry, uh, that Lynn Williams trade. I'm looking at it right here. So I'm looking at the Lynn Williams trade right here. Um, blah, 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 blah. Is that what they got the second? Now, I'm, can, I don't know if you could look at that for me, but um, what did they get for Lynn Williams? Now I'm looking. Lynn Williams yay, trade. I think I know. Yay, typing. Uh, yeah, they sent the second the second uh, overall pick. That's what they got from Gotham. So they got Michelle Cooper. So now you're getting someone who you go. Well, it's not guaranteed that she's going to be great. Well, here's some other second overall picks: Kaylee Watt, Ashley Hatch, Savannah McCaskill, Haley Mace, Morgan Weaver, Trinity Robin, Jalen Howell. So, um, <laughs> like, if you're saying it's a good chance that they're going to be that caliber of player, why not get younger um, and get to be? It's just a great balance. 
Yeah. So potential starting lineup, I was playing with this. Okay. You got Franch and goal. Yep. Haley Mace defense, Elizabeth Ball, and Hannah Glass. Oh, your defense. Your midfield, Morgan Gutra, Vanessa DiBernardo, Kate Delfava, Dabinia. Forwards, Kaiser, Hamilton, and Labonta. And then you still got uh, an, a Swedish national team player um, on the bench in, uh, who did I not mention? Or is it both? Oh, no, you got one. So you've got uh, Larson on the bench. So she could be starting and Michelle at forward. Cooper. And Michelle Cooper. So two forwards that are going to be in the mix. So... My uh, Casey was on the lower end with 29 goals last season, but their defense was pretty solid. They gave up just 29 goals, so they broke even. Basically, I think they needed an, an injection of offense, which Williams would have given them, but I think they weighed their options and thought Dabini was a better direction for the team. I can't blame them. Dabini is, once again, an elite player. I think Williams is going to put up a lot of shots. She always does. Shots on goal. She's got a better shot on goal percentage and a shot on goal per 90 minutes than Dabinia, but I think Dabinia is a better overall player. Um, uh, she's got a better pass completion percentage than than Lynn Williams, expected assist percentage than Lynn Williams. Uh, she's a true midfielder, I think the best in the game. Uh, I think she'll, she's going to have a lot, many more opportunities to pass, um, but that's my point. She creates more chances for your team. And so that team only scoring 29 goals, I think it's better to have someone not just over the top like Lynn Williams, it's someone that's creating more chances. So Yeah, I um, totally agree. I think the best they stat... They made a really well-balanced team. They they kick-started where they needed to. They're just, they're building yeah. on success. Yeah, not to mention all their facilities and everything. So right. I think the best stat that represents the shot-creating actions is Dabinia basically creates 4.79 shot-creating actions per game, and Williams... It's high. It's three point six four. So that means Dabinia is creating one more shot creating action per game, which could you know change your runner up season to a championship season. Yeah. So oh, we have this is this is it. I've been waiting for this. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I want to do an honorable mention for the off season. Oh yeah, that's right. I want to give Gotham an honorable mention for best off season. Okay, it's good. Yeah, because they they were really struggling, and I think they made a lot of great moves. They traded for Yasmin Ryan. Um, she was a workhorse. She was a super high producer. looked really good in the second half of the season for the Thorns. They got Williams, as you said. So now up top, they have Purse, Ifioma, and Williams. So that's a great front line that I think is what they were lacking before, you know, and they'll still have Christy Mewis in the midfield to be, you know, part of that mix. The most... The smartest thing I think they did was get Juan Carlos Amoros as the coach because he was the coach for the second half of the year in Houston. He really jump-started that team. He got them into the playoffs. They looked really, really good. I, I think that he's going to be able to do great things in terms of turnaround at Gotham. And then they also got, you know, O'Hara to replace Didasco. They got Abby Smith uh, for a keeper, and Allie Long is back. So, Oh, man. It's yeah. going to go right into my next thing. Great. Time for bold predictions. It's time How many times has this bold been in your head all offseason? It's time for bold predictions. All right. You're going to hear me whispering. Uh, I've been, it's been in my head. I've been waiting for this bold prediction. All right. It's funny you mentioned the Gotham because yeah. my bold prediction for week one is I think Alyssa Thompson scores her first regular season goal versus Gotham. All right. Gotham. I think they hardly bolstered their defense. I love Kelly O'Hara. Uh, I had a dream. I was on the national team a couple nights ago, and she was telling me how to play and how to conduct myself <laughs> on the field. And I was 
paying attention and I was like, I respect you. Like, I'll, I'll try better. Um, meanwhile, Lindsay Rand's on my shoulders and kicking balls in and it's crazy. It's craziness. So I think she's a great player and I think Abby Smith is a great keeper. Um, but this team gave up 46 goals last year, which is insane. It's the most in the league. I think they got better up front, obviously, like you said, and in the midfield. But O'Hara has only played twenty, just over 2,200 minutes in the last four seasons combined. Some players play that in a single season with their playoff minutes. So I don't know if O'Hara's... And she's going to be trying to get back on the national team. I don't. I, mean, I, lo- I hope she does well, except for the first game. But, <laughs> but I really hope that... I, I just I don't see it. They signed Neely Martin from Louisville. She's another defender. Okay, great. Um, but their biggest problems were they're allowing way too many goals. I mean, I got okay. You got a couple defenders and a new and a new goalkeeper. Um, but it wasn't like Ashlyn Harris was bad. Uh, she was getting just pounded on with chances. So I just don't know. Like I think they finished it in the cellar. Okay, they finished in last place. Yeah, cool. I think the best they did here was finish somewhere in the middle. That's my real, I, I just, I don't, I, I think you're right about coaching. Oh my God. Like to have that, they didn't do anything with the midfield. Like Christy Mewis was completely nullified. She got to the yeah. point in our fantasy league where she, the season before she was a top tier player when she was playing with Houston yeah. in fantasy, she wasn't even playable. Yeah. She was exactly. getting nothing. Yeah. And the only ter- person that was playable on that team was the occasional Ashlyn Harris and the occasional Midge purse. Like that was it. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I, I think they're going to allow two or three goals to ACFC in that game. And so I think Alyssa Thompson's going to get one of them. How are you getting bold? I mean, I'm going to win the league again for the third time in a row. Is this where you're going with three this? Three-peat! Call Pat Liar. Riley, baby! It's going to be a three-peat! I don't think Pat Riley ever three-peated. He trademarked the term. No. Yeah. Don't he, you know? What, no, I don't know the three-peat. Because right, Jordan three-peated. Look it up. Pat Riley? Trademarked it. Looking up right now. So that's your bold prediction? No, my actual oh. bold <laughs> prediction, uh, similar to you, is I think that ACFC is going to be in a dogfight with Gotham. I think their attack is going to challenge our defense. I think it's going to be a 2-2 tie. And I also think Alyssa Thompson is going to score one of those goals. Oh, all right. Nice. Bold predictions, y'all. <laughs> all right. Wrap it up, B. Yeah, that was a... a it was a long one, but necessary. We're back. Um, we are back. Yeah. Check us out on all the places, at Keepers Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. We're back. Um, and I think next week, uh, we'll, we're going to be out of town. Um, so We've next week, probably not a show next week, but definitely a show in two weeks around the first games of the year. We might even sneak another one right right in before. We'll see. Or We got to do our draft. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, season starts March 25th. Uh, we're having our draft on the 22nd. We're going to the game in L.A. on the 26th. We'll definitely have a post-mortem um, after week one. That's going to happen. Yeah. So stay tuned for for more great fantasy talk. <laughs> she, Holly loves the way I close these shows every week. She loves it. It's like a five-minute outro. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>